0: Well, welcome to On The Way. I'm Pastor Kevin. I'm here with Pastor Jeff. However and wherever you're tuned in today, we're so glad you're joining us today. Whether you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook or you're listening on your favorite podcasting app. Are on the radio. Thanks for listening. It means the world to us, Pastor Jeff. If someone yeah. would rate, review, and share the podcast, or share the Facebook post, or uh, just let other people know about the program, yeah. you know, Pastor Jeff. As we begin today, I want to kind of last week we talked about satisfaction. That's right, and we learned basically that satisfaction is not found in having the right circumstances, mm. but having the right attitude. That's right, yeah. But but what happens when, you know, I have the right attitude, but <laughs> something happens, and quite frankly, I feel like I got a broken heart. You, you mm. ever had a broken heart, Pastor Jeff?
1: Yeah, I have. <laughs> I have. Uh, interesting story, and I'll share it with you real quick. Uh, in college, I was dating this girl. And, uh, ironically, her name was Jennifer as well. Just like which the, is your wife's girl name. that I married. It's not okay. the same Jennifer. Oh, wow. That had to be uh, confusing. Yeah. Well, they, they weren't at the same time. <laughs> so, you know, thank the Lord for that. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been weird. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, so we were dating and she graduated a year before I did. And I was going on a, a summer, uh, tour with our college, uh, choir and she was headed back home to Georgia and our tour took us right through her hometown right to her church uh, her dad's church and and i thought okay cool this is good you know so we never did we didn't break up we didn't we just said well we'll see you this summer you know so we talked a little bit and then we got involved in the tour and there wasn't much communication after that and we showed up at her uh, her dad's church and I, we did our sound check and I'm looking around. I'm like, she's not here. Where's she at? And I went and went to her dad's office. I was like, Hey, uh, he was the pastor of the church. I said, Hey, where's the, where's Jennifer? He goes, Oh yeah, she's on her honeymoon. I was like, what? Yeah.
0: So yeah. I mean, she met a guy she, and got married well, that quick.
1: Apparently she had known this guy for a long all along and had never really broke up with him. So, oh, wow. uh, oh. it was, it was quite interesting. That's, but uh, you know, I mean, a broken heart. I, I don't say I really had maybe a broken heart over there. That. Maybe that's wrong. I think I dodged a bullet. <laughs> I was say maybe you dodged a <laughs> bullet,
0: brother. I mean, I wow, what did it, you do when he said she's on your honeymoon? Did your mouth just drop? Yeah, I was I was stunned. Did uh, did the did her dad, the pastor, know about you at no all? No idea. He had
1: no clue. No clue. He had no idea who I was. <laughs> Wow, I wow. definitely ended up with a better end of the deal. Yeah, no I, doubt.
0: I got the better Jennifer. There that's is for sure. no doubt about that. I don't even know the first Jennifer. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, what Jesus wants to teach us here is that our satisfaction, our happiness doesn't depend mm-hmm. upon everything being OK in my life. Yeah. Having the right circumstances, but having the right attitude, not by what's happening around me, but rather by what's happening in me. Not by what I have, but rather who I am. And as I go through life, uh, all of us, if we're honest, go through times of mourning. Mm -hmm. And Jesus makes an interesting statement here. Blessed are those who mourn, Mm -hmm. for they will be comforted. Mm -hmm. You know, if we could go through life without any sorrow, without any crying, without any pain, without any heartbreak you know most of us would go I'll take that yep it, sign me I'll up <laughs> sign me up but Jesus is actually saying here if we did that mm. we wouldn't necessarily be blessed yeah we we wouldn't necessarily experience total satisfaction
1: well and because part of that satisfaction and part of that blessing comes from in those dark times in that mm. morning, feeling the the comfort of God. You know, I mean, you think about the God of the
0: universe says, I'm going to comfort you when you hurt. That's powerful. And one of the things that always is amazing to me is the Bible never tries to explain suffering. No. What it does is teach us how to handle it. Right. You, You know, the Bible talks about David said many times in the Psalms, God Why do bad things happen to good people? Mm. Same question we're asking today. God, why does it seem like good, righteous people are treated unfairly? Mm. Um, The same questions people are asking today. And what Jesus is saying is blessed are those who mourn, Mm. Matthew 5, 4, for they will be comforted. But I think it's important for us to understand there's a difference between mourning and moaning. <laughs> okay. uh, he yeah. he's not talking about the yeah. miserable crybabies, woe <laughs> is me, nothing's ever right, you right, know. Yeah. You know, kinda like uh Winnie the Pooh, you know, Eeyore and Eeyore. Winnie the Poor, yeah, you know. Yeah man, things are just, you know, people like that. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. I mean, we all know people like that. And
1: those people are not happy unless everyone around them is as miserable as they are, you know,
0: right? come stand under my rain cloud. (laughs) And so I think there's really two aspects of this. First of all, he's saying, blessed are those who mourn over their sin and repent Mm. for they will be comforted now. Yeah, that's good. And they will be comforted in heaven. Right. You know, when we think of blessing or there are more, and more, I think what Jesus is saying is, blessed are my, when my heart is broken for the things that breaks God's heart. You know, I asked you earlier, have you ever had a broken heart? And all of us have, but when we think of that, we instantly think of a relationship with someone from the opposite sex. You exactly, know, yeah. they dumped us or, yeah, you yeah. know, or we think of maybe uh, a wayward child, mm, yeah, you know, that, yeah. that spurned the <laughs> values that were taught them, or there's a relationship fracture or whatever and, and we have a broken heart because of that. I think the mm. other I think the other part of it deals with that. Deals with a broken heart mourning over a loss. And, and I think what Jesus is telling us here is we must learn to mourn, we must learn to cry over the right things.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and I think it's comforting to
1: know you know maybe one of our some of our listeners are going through a season of mourning right now. Maybe mm. they're maybe they're hurting and I think it's important for us to realize that one of the names that Jesus gave himself was the man of sorrows. Mm. You know, he's in in Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews says he is a man of sorrows. He's acquainted with our grief. He knows what it feels
0: like to hurt. Yeah, I love where the Bible says that not only that, but he he has suffered <laughs> mm. and he understands what it's like yeah. to suffer. Yeah. And And he can relate. Sometimes if we're not careful, we picture Jesus as this comic book superhero that never has any problems. And everything's wonderful in his life. But he was brokenhearted in his humanity when his friend Judas betrayed him. Right. You know, I mean, he was brokenhearted when even though as God he knew was going to happen, Peter denied him, and, and so yeah. on and so forth. He, he
1: wept when his friend Lazarus died, died. even yeah. though he knew that he was getting ready in the next breath to bring him back to life.
0: So we all experience times of mourning, and we've got to learn how to mourn over the right things yeah. and understand there's a difference between mourning and moaning. Yeah. So what are a what are a couple things that I should mourn over?
1: Well, you mentioned one earlier, mm. and I, I believe it's it's our sin. You know, we ought to we ought to be broken over the sin in our life, either our sin or someone else's sin. Yeah. You know, and that's not a judgmental thing to say, oh, I'm really sad about their sin. It it ought to motivate us to to do the loving thing and maybe confront them about that sin.
0: And sometimes when we see things on TV and mm. people that are clearly acting in sinful ways. Yes. You know, it used to, quite frankly, used to just bother me, get me angry. Uh-huh. And when I, am even now I'm trying to learn how, just as, man, I, yeah. I hurt for them. I'm broken hearted yeah. for them. Yeah. Because... We shouldn't be surprised when unChristians act like unChristians.
1: Exactly, I was just getting ready to say that. Why are we surprised when that happens? They don't know the Lord. They don't know Jesus. They haven't been saved. That they should act like they're unsaved. Right.
0: I mean, yeah. sin it, it deceives us. It defiles us, and ultimately, it destroys mm-hmm. us. Satan, you know, basically is a destroyer, is what the Bible says. So I, I think we've got to learn. Yeah. We, we learn to mourn over our sin and we learn to mourn over somebody else's. But I think we also need to learn to maybe mourn over our guilt sometimes. Sometimes Mm -hmm. our feelings of guilt that Satan wants us to kind of be weighed down
1: with. Yeah. And that, that, gosh, that's a big one today, isn't it? We just, everybody feels guilty about something. And I think there's a different, we've got to, we've got to understand that there's a difference between false guilt, which comes from Satan or from ourselves, and true guilt, which comes from the Holy Spirit. And the scripture tells us that true uh, uh, conviction results
0: in repentance, not in guilty feelings. And I know we're up against a break, and so we need to take that. But when we get back from the break, I think we need to dive into that, because as you said, so many people struggle with that. We'll be right back after this short break.
2: Have you been enjoying On the Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff? If so, then feel free to check us out wherever you listen to your podcast for more episodes. For any more information, please check out our website at www.fincastlebaptist.org slash otw. Or you can send us an email at otw at fincastlebaptist.org. That's otw at fincastlebaptist.org. Now back to On the Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff.
1: Well, welcome back to On The Way, Pastor Jeff here with Pastor Kevin, and we are talking about uh, what well, we're, we're continuing in our thoughts of satisfaction, but we're kind of focusing on uh, brokenheartedness and, and mourning right now. and. And in our first segment, we kind of talked about there's a difference between mourning and moaning. Yeah, I like <laughs> none that. of us want to be
0: none of us want to be like Eeyore. From, yeah,
1: right, right. We don't want to be walking around with our own personal rain cloud. Yeah, you know, uh, no one wants to be around that kind of person. <laughs> and and then we also said that we need to learn to mourn. Mourning is okay. It, it's kind of expected because you know in this life we're going to have troubles, but we need to mourn over the right things. And and we classified those basically two things. We said sin, either our sin or someone else's sin. But the second thing that we need to dig into a little more, I think, is feelings of guilt. Uh, we, we mentioned that there's a difference between false guilt. And that's the kind of guilt that Satan Satan brings into our lives. The little voice that whispers in your ear says, you're not, you're not good enough. You're not worth that. That's false guilt. That's something that's not true. But true guilt comes from the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, I mean I think I think it'll help our listeners to think about it this way. There's a difference between freedom we we have freedom from sin, but mm. we don't always have freedom from guilty feelings. Mm. We we have freedom for, from our guilt the moment I return to Christ in faith, the moment that I realize that he's forgiven me, my sins are forgiven. Uh, they are blotted out, cast as far as the east is from the west because mm. of the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. Once I become a Christian, I do not have to live in guilt, but that doesn't mean my guilty feelings all go away. Right, right. I might, as I think of my past and my past sins, I might have feelings of guilt. Mm. Some of that is because that's what the devil wants me to have. Right. The devil wants yeah. to, He he's called the accuser of the brethren yep. the accuser yep. of christians he goes mm-hmm. around i mean we the classic story in the bible is the story of job where he said to god well sure job serves you look at how you blessed him yeah stop blessing him and yeah, let's we'll see stop. if he still does it right yeah yeah
1: <laughs> i think it's interesting that that you bring up that that topic of job because job It's such an awesome story of of how, you know, circumstances don't necessarily determine your joy or your your satisfaction. Job lost everything, but he was still satisfied in God. And I think that's why God eventually blessed him again.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's normal to have feelings of guilt when we do something wrong. That Mm. is true biblical guilt. But it's also possible to be innocent of something, yet feel guilty about it. And that's false guilt. You know, there's a difference between false guilt, which comes from Satan, and true guilt, which comes from the the spirit. So many people live their Christian life like they're on permanent probation (laughs) (laughs) before God. You know, they think if I will be good enough, if I keep the standard, Mm. then God will grudgingly accept me and allow me into heaven. The problem is that's just not the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, Paul Paul talks about this in
1: in 2 Corinthians, mm. which is actually the third letter, that may, some even say might even be the fourth letter that right. Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. And uh he says that he grieved them mm. in his letter. And he says, "I'm grateful that I did because your grief led to repentance." And then he says, "Godly grief or we could say godly guilt." Mm produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret. But the kind of guilt that Satan is going to bring into our life is always going to lead to destruction and to death. It's not It's not a a godly grief that's going to lead us to repentance. We're not mourning over the right things at that point.
0: So godly sorrow leads to repentance that leads to salvation. Mm-hmm. So really the cure for false guilt is salvation. The yeah. cure for there false guilt is the gospel, you know, right. you know, it, it, it's not me trying harder. It's not me. Well, just learn to live with it. It's not me. You know, just forget about it. Mm, right. Right. A matter of fact, Hebrews 10 says that we should have our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience. You mm. know, if there's sin in my life, I don't need to just feel guilty about it. I need to do something about it. Right. I mean, right. the Holy Spirit convicts me uh, you know, matter of fact, if I don't feel conviction, then I've got to wonder whether the Holy Spirit's yeah. even in me. It, yeah. you know, when we sin, we ought to feel guilty, right? Mm-hmm. Now, we don't have mm-hmm. to live in guilt because every sin has been paid for by the blood of Jesus. But sometimes I have true guilt where I mourn over my sin. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between true guilt and, and and false guilt. And, you know, we all experience mourning. Right. <laughs> we mourn over our sin, either ours or someone else's. We, we we mourn over our feelings of guilt, but the good news is that we can also all experience the
1: comfort of God. Right, and that's exactly what the passage says in Matthew 5, verse 4. Uh, it says, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. It's not a, mm. they might be comforted, maybe they'll find something that's going right. to give them relief. It says they will be comforted, and, and the underlying idea there is that you know, they're going to be comforted by God, by Mm. Jesus, you know. So how do we, how can we experience the comfort of God?
0: Well, I I think there's some things that we probably should not do. matter of (laughs) fact, uh, you know, maybe here's some thoughts. What should I not do when I have a broken heart? It goes back to the story you shared at the beginning. Yeah. You know, your heart's broken. Here's this girl you thought it could be something, you know, developing with in college, and she goes off and gets married, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, what do you do at that moment, Shocker. right? Well, <laughs> I, I think there's several things, and maybe just seven quick thoughts on what not to do when you have a broken heart. First of all, you don't ignore it. Right. Uh, so many people, yeah. I think, deal with issues, and there's deep-seated, you know, Christian counseling that needs to take place because something they've stuffed – yeah, Quite frankly, yeah. a long time ago that all of a sudden comes back to the surface. Well isn't that
1: one of the one of the layers of, of grief is yeah. denial? Right. You, you don't know, we're just gonna deny that happened.
0: You don't ignore it and then don't you don't run it. from it. Right. You don't, you know, out of sight, out of mind, yeah. you don't hide from it. Okay. Yeah. You know. Uh and then I think another guy. we don't worry about it. Mm. You know, you don't ball up in a corner bringing your hands together, you know. And then when you have a broken heart, you don't give up in the instance of relationships and illustration you use. It's like, all right, well, that's it. All women are bad. I'm never going to date again. Yeah, you know, I got treated that way. Forget it. Right, and some people are like that. Right. Yeah, that's true. They maybe they have a it's marriage true. that you know goes bad, or maybe their husband does something or doesn't do something. All men are bad. Yeah. You know, all females are bad or whatever. And you,
1: I'd be lying, you, lying if I didn't say I didn't have those thoughts
0: when right, that happened. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't give up. Right. And then. Certainly, you don't oh. blame God for it. Oh, this is a, That's a big one. But, oh, it's God's fault. Because, you know, if God really loved me, then he mm. wouldn't have let me get run over by a car in January. Yeah. Or,
1: or take it even further. If there really was a God. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't have let that happen.
0: Right. Yeah. So I don't, you know, God gets blamed for things that is not really his fault. Right, you right. know he he gets way more blame than he deserves a lot of times. Exactly. I, I don't even like the insurance phrase acts Act of, of God. God. Yeah. You know your your insurance policy, your homeowner's policy covers anything but acts of God, and the acts of God are always bad things. Right. Yeah. They're never good things. But yeah. in the Scripture, the acts of God are good things. Right. You <laughs> yeah. know they're not the bad
1: things. Right. Well, we have strayed from our topic, so uh, yeah. we we'll bring it back. Uh, you said uh, there are seven things. You gave us yeah. six. Don't ignore it. Don't run from it. Don't hide it. Uh, Don't worry about it. Don't give up. Don't blame God for it. And what's the last one?
0: And I think this is maybe the most important. Don't let it devastate you. Mm. Let it direct you. Yeah. Uh, Because when we are having a broken heart, when we're brokenhearted, by nature, it can devastate us. So that's not what to do. What should we do when we have a broken heart? Is maybe what we'll talk about when we get back right after this short break.
2: You've been listening to On The Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. We'd love to invite you to Fincastle Baptist Highlands Campus. We are excited for you to join our church family. With programs and events for men, women, kids, youth, and the general church, you are sure to find a place to belong and feel connected to our community. On Sundays at 9:30 a.m., we have connect groups where you can study the Bible and share life experiences. Then, at 10:45 a.m., join us for our in-person service with live worship and a message from one of our pastors. If you have kids, we've got you covered. Your children can join us for a biblical time of lessons. Kids church happens at the same time as our main services, so both you and your child can hear the word of God. Our youth don't get left out on Sundays either. On Sunday evenings at 6 p.m., Fincastle Students Ignite happens. This is a great time of fellowship, games, and study in God's Word. There are a lot more events happening at Fincastle Baptist, and for more information, visit us at www.fincastlebaptist.org. Now, back to On the Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff.
0: Welcome back to On the Way. I'm Pastor Kevin here with Pastor Jeff. We just finished before the break talking about what not to do
1: Mm.
0: when you have a broken heart. Yeah. And now I think we need to transition about what to do. Right. And there's maybe two overriding thoughts before we get specific, (laughs) Pastor Jeff. When we have a broken heart, not if, but when. Right, because it will happen. It will happen. Whether it be a relationship Whether it be with disagreement with a coworker or family member, whether you get dumped, (laughs) it might be a loss. It might be a loss because someone passes, Mm -hmm. and it might be as we talked about, you got a broken heart because of your own sin. Right. Sometimes we bring it on ourselves. Sometimes we're the innocent victims. But we have mourned, and and our passage is blessed. Are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Yeah. And and I say this a lot to people. You got to stop focusing on what's lost and start focusing on what's left. Yeah. Yeah. When we have a broken heart, we've lost something. Right. And, and our natural desire is to focus on that, but really it, I've got to focus on on what's left. You know,
1: I used to be a choir director. I was a worship pastor before I came to Fincastle and uh I found myself literally preaching to the choir obviously because you know that's <laughs> i what see what you did right yeah you like that but i found myself focusing on the people who weren't there mm-hmm. and saying hey you need to make sure that you're faithful and blah 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 and i was telling all the people who were there the things that the people that weren't there needed to hear <laughs> Yeah, and i got to thinking you know i need to i need to focus on the people who are here and are making the commitment to be here, not those people who are not here. And I think it's the same sort of thing. by By ignoring those people who were in the room and present, I, I made right. them feel like their sacrifice and their uh, commitment to be there was not really that great. Yeah. But and I think it's the same thing in in our life as we're focused on on our difficulty. We need to stop. Focusing on what's lost I and mean, start focusing on what's left.
0: I think it would change. It changes your perspective. Yeah. And so many times when we're hurt, when we're broken hearted, mm. uh, really, we've got to focus on the healer, not on our hurt at the moment. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's so hard to do. Whether oh, the hurt's it hurts physical, relational, financial, whether it's spiritual, whether it's psychological, mental, right. whatever when we're hurt, we instinctively just want to focus on that, oh yeah, rather than just the healer. Before we went on the air, you were talking about how your shoulder has been giving you difficulty, yeah, yeah. and I mean it's easy to just focus on man, my shoulder is killing me here. You know what's pain. funny
1: is is it 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 hurts all the time, hmm. um, but it it really hurts me at night. And I think it's because I lay down and that's all I can think about. Mm. That pain is just like there. And yeah. I try to think about something else and there's that pain. Mm. And it's it's it really does. It's true. If you can focus your mind on something else, like throughout the day, I don't notice it that much. Right. But so, at night I
0: do. So I focus yeah. on the healer, right. not on the hurt. But what, what yeah. do I do? Just practically. I mean, let's just kind of maybe give our listeners three maybe steps. to what, what do I do when I have a broken heart? When I am mourning, yeah. Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Well, what's a couple things? I mean, what 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 do I do when I'm, yeah, when I, when I'm mourning when I have a broken heart? What do I
1: do? Well, we we mentioned this. We've mentioned this several times mm-hmm. in our podcast in the past. A couple weeks ago, I think we mentioned it as well. But I think the first thing we need to do is remember what Jesus said. Remember his words to his disciples. The last words that he said to them was, "Hey, I'm gonna be with you." Ah. We got to realize. That God is with you, you know. He hasn't he hasn't left you in the middle of that circumstance. Uh, that that old poem of footprints in the sand. You know yeah, you've seen that one? Yeah, where you look back and there's one set of footprints. And, yep. and the man says, "Lord, why is there only one set of footprints there?" He says, "Well, that's where I carried you Aye. through those difficulties." Man, it's powerful. But we got to realize that God is there. We talked about Jesus has the name Man of Sorrows. Mm. He He knows what it feels like to hurt. And Psalm 34 says that God is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. He doesn't crush them more. He saves them. So the first thing I think is just realize that that God is with you. He, he's aware of your hurt. He cares for you. He wants to help you in the middle of it. Yeah.
0: I love, uh, I love the song. I think it's a Jeremy Camp song. He knows. Mm. He knows every hurt, every sting, yeah he has walked the suffering he he knows he, mm. he he knows uh so realize that god is with you what's what's the right. second thing what's a practical step what do i do when i'm hurt
1: <laughs> well it kind of goes back to your uh your list of things not to do mm. one of the things to do is is to release release that hurt mm. you know you, you don't you don't Try to push it down. You don't go mm-hmm. continue to rehearse it and go over it in your yeah. mind. Yeah, uh, you don't resent it. Yeah, you just you've got to release it.
0: Right, right. I mean, you know, I love what Isaiah forty three eighteen says: "Do not dwell on the past." Mm. I'm going to do a new thing. You know, and I've mm-hmm. I've got to release the hurt. And when I think of my sorrow, you know, there's the, you know, there's really three types. There's regret, mm-hmm. right? You know. That's kind yep. of like, you know, remember when you were kids and your mom said, all right, did something mean to your brother? Well, say you're sorry. You went, sorry, but you didn't really mean it. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, That's yeah. just regret, okay? Right, exactly. I, I, and then the second part is really just, you know, remorse. Yeah, Remorse, you know, is, it, somebody said remorse is a dead-end street, but repentance, the third part of so, uh, sorrow, is a highway. Okay, remorse is a dead-end street. R- repentance right. is a highway. Remorse looks at my sin and the consequences, repentance looks at Calvary and what Jesus has done. You know, remorse is someone who loves his sin, but hates himself because he can't quit. But someone who's repented is someone who hates his sin, and he loves the Savior because of what Jesus has done, Mm -hmm. right? And Jesus, you know, notice Judas is filled with remorse <laughs> right. and, and regret, yeah. but he wasn't full of repentance. Right. right. Yeah. And when we think of repentance, we think of David in Psalm 51. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know, there's really repentance. So I, I've got to release the hurt. I've got, I, I've got to realize that God is with me. And, and what's the third thing I should do when I've got a broken heart?
1: Well, when, once you realize that God's with you and you can let that hurt go, then you've got to have something to fall back on. So you you've got to continue with our ours right. Mm-hmm. Realize that God is with you. Release the hurt. Then you've got to rely on God's resources. I, lo-
0: I love the verse in verse four. Yeah, and I love the word, for they will be comforted. Comforted, yeah. Mm. That's such a powerful word. Not mm. a sim, not a sympathetic pat on the back. <laughs> it's not a word filled with sympathy. Yeah. It's a word that actually means strength, right? Right. You know. Come, it means with. For you think of fortress, think of fortify, right? It, it's a word that kind of means strength, right? I will be comforted. Blessed are those who mm. mourn literally means for they will be with strength <laughs> wow. yeah how, how does god do that how does god then strengthen me then well, yeah. maybe well, what's I mean, three
1: things he uses to strengthen? Me? obviously right, right here as we're reading this yeah. we're we're encouraged by this so i think god's word is mm. one of the ways um god's people you you don't want to hide out you right. want to be around other people and you know what it's okay to come to church when you're you're mourning yes. when you have a broken heart and cry guess what? I cry every Sunday because yeah. <laughs> I'm a crier. It just happens. Um, it's okay for people to do that. And, and that's why we as a body, a church body are there to support one another and carry each other's burdens as the scripture says. So we rely on God's resource of his word of his people. But I think even more than that, the, 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 the part of God that doesn't ever leave us is the
0: Holy spirit. And we can rely on God's spirit within us. So I guess the real big question for our listeners today, Pastor Jeff, is a question for all of us. Have we given mm. our hurt to Jesus? Mm. We would love to help you if you're dealing with something and you want someone to yeah. pray with you or for you. Uh, there'll be an email address here in a second. Thanks again for listening to On The Way.
2: Feel free to email us at otw at org.